You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Well, kia ora. Good morning, church. How's everyone this morning? You're looking good. 11 a.m. service. Uh, it is a real joy to be able to be here and share the Word of God with you this morning. Now, I'm just mixing things up a little bit uh, for us today. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit. Is it okay? You guys can all see me, right? I'm just going to sit here. Uh, so as, as many of you would know, I, um, I sometimes battle, oh, not sometimes, but every day, have um, a bit of a struggle with a, a balance disorder. And so on some days, it's like more annoying than other days. Today's an annoying day. So today's one of those days where it's just a little bit more pronounced. I'm just feeling it a bit more. So I'm just doing something different to try and just mitigate that a little bit. And still, in my weakness, God's strength is made perfect. Is that cool? Awesome team. Appreciate you guys and your love and your support on that. It's, uh, it affects me every day, but uh, on Sundays, it's just a little bit more obvious uh, that things can be a bit of a challenge and stuff. But uh, God is amazing. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to our guests who are here with us this morning. Welcome anyone who's joining with us uh, for the very first time. It's just so good to have you with us. And uh, today is Anointing Sunday, and it's a really special Sunday for us as a church where we get to just take a few moments to pray for every single person in our church and, uh, you know, for your kids, for your family, and just anoint you for what God's call and God's plan for you for this year. And uh, we're going to do that at the end of the service. And uh, before we do that, I want to share a message with you that I've titled, The Goal. The Goal. It comes out of a passage of Scripture in Philippians chapter 3. The Apostle Paul is writing this passage. And so let's read it together. If you've got the Elam Christian Center app, you can pull that out. The notes are there. If you uh, want to join, just follow along on the screen. We'll read that together. It says this, My goal is to know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings, being conformed to His death, assuming that I will somehow reach the resurrection from among the dead. Not that I've already reached the goal or I'm perfect, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I've also been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. The Apostle Paul is given this passage, it's one of my favorite passages of Scripture, and uh, the Apostle Paul is saying that, you know, God has gotten hold of his life. God got a hold of his life. And I don't know what your story is, I don't know what your journey is, but maybe God got a hold of your life too. Maybe that's why you're here. I remember as an 18-year-old, lost and searching and looking for meaning and looking for answers. And in an office above a warehouse in Penrose, I prayed to this God that I heard about in church that I never learned about before. But I said, God, I don't know what I'm doing with my life, but if you're real, you can have it. And in that moment, God showed up tangibly in the room and filled my life. And from that day to this day, God got hold of my life. And I don't know what your story is. Maybe God got hold of your life somewhere along the story as well. Or maybe you're here today because God is getting hold of your life. And if that's you today, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so thankful that you're here on, this, on the journey with us today. And you know, Paul, God got a hold of Paul's life. And so then now this is what Paul says. He says, God got a hold of me, so now this is my goal. And the goal that he articulates is actually an articulation of the heart of God for all people. And it's actually the heart of God and the plan of God 
for everyone, for all humanity. And if you go through the scriptures, you see this come through as a pattern that plays out as God's heart and God's journey for people from Genesis through to Revelation. And it's this the, the journey that God wants to take people on, on their journey of life and knowing Him. And so what I want to do today is just dive into this. This is what Paul articulates as his goal. And my heart and my prayer is that for each of us, maybe for 2023, as we begin to anoint you with oil, that this might be our goal as well. So here's the goal. Number one, the first thing is this, to know God. The goal is to know God. God's got a hold of my life, so my goal right now is to know Him. Paul says this, my goal is to know Him, very simply. When I was 17, I, I met Bex for the very first time, and we started dating. We'd met through a mutual friend, and so I was like, I want to get to know this girl. Like, I'm, she's kind of cute, I'm interested, so I want to get to know this girl. So I took her on our very first date, and on our very first date, we didn't go to some fancy restaurant, we didn't go to the movies, we didn't go even to mini golf, we didn't go for a romantic walk along the beach, we did not go for a nice little picnic in Cornwall Park. On our very first date, I took her to KFC on the Pakaranga Highway. <laughs> hey, come on, yeah. And that, my friends, was over some popcorn chicken was the beginning of something beautiful. And over 22 years of being together and 17 years of marriage and two young children and a couple of dogs and a whole bunch of adventures since, the whole thing from that day was a, 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 a pursuit of getting to know her. And every day since has been a journey of getting to know each other a whole lot better and still learning on the journey. And the first step, Paul says, is that you're to know God. The first step is that the lost would be saved. If you're lost and you're far from God, that you'd know Him, that you come into a relationship with Him. And the rest of the steps, the rest of the journey actually doesn't make sense unless you go to step one. And the first part, the first part of the goal, Paul's like, I just want to know Him. And, and, uh, and my heart for you and my heart for our church is that we would be a church that doesn't just know about God or doesn't just know of God or doesn't sing songs about Him, but that we would know Him. That in your own life, that you would know Him. Uh, Jesus said this in Matthew 22. He said to them, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important commandment. There's any more important thing you could do in your life. Nothing is more important than loving God, knowing Him and loving Him. Being in that place where you actually know Him for yourself. And of all the things that you would do this year, of all the things that 2020 would hold, and of all the things we're going to anoint you for to go into, I pray that you'd know Him. I pray that you would know Him personally. I pray that if you already know Him, that you'd know Him in greater measure, that you'd know Him in greater intimacy, that you'd go on a journey, not just to be like, yeah, I'm saved, I kind of know, but to actually un unravel and go through the layers and the depth of getting to know God in greater measure. And I, I pray that we would never be a church that loses our heart for the lost. Because first and foremost, God's heart is that the lost be saved, that people would know Him. He leaves the 99 to go after the one. If it's God's priority, it's our priority. And friends, if you're here today and you don't know Him, you're in a great place. Because very soon I'm going to give you an invitation. And if you're here and you want to know Him, you can make that decision and take that step to get to know Him today. The question is, do you know Him? Because that's the goal. The goal is to know Him. And then once you get to know Him, there's the second step. The second part of the goal is to find freedom. It's to find freedom. Paul says it like this. 
to know the power of his resurrection. A number of years ago, I actually saw just the other day on Facebook, some people in our church are doing an event called the Oxfam Trail Walk Challenge. A few years ago, I did this, and it was a 100-kilometer walk in 24 hours. So as a team, you walk 100 kilometers in 24 hours. It's a crazy challenge, but I began to do all the training for it. So the training is, you know, every day off you have, you're walking five, six, seven hours, just walking, building up kilometers in your legs, getting ready for that big push to try and walk 100 kilometers. And as you're walking for six or seven hours a day through country roads, you see a lot of dead possums. As you walk through ditches and things, you see just dead possums everywhere. And if after walking for seven hours, your brain starts doing weird things. And as I'm walking along in my training walks, I see dead possums. I'll be honest with you, my brain started to go, Steve, you serve a God of resurrection. And then I started to think, no one's looking. Why not have a go? You've never raised someone to life in Jesus' name. Maybe a possum is an appropriate start. And so I look around for no cars, and I start trying to call possums back to life in Jesus' name. I'll be honest, none of them responded to my call. <laughs> then I thought maybe that's the grace of God, because can you see the headline in the Hawakapakaranga Times? Local pastor resurrecting invasive pests and releasing them back to the wild. It wouldn't go well for us, church. Paul says, I want to know the power of his resurrection. See, resurrection means to take something without life and bring new life to it. It means to take something that is dead and to bring life back to that thing. And, and as Christians, not only does this mean that we experience new life and that born-again experience where, where we have the forgiveness of our sins and we have new life in Christ when we say yes to following Him, that old life is gone and the new life has come. It's that resurrection moment, but it also means you can experience His resurrection power in every area of your life. It's the forgiveness of your sins and it's healing from your yesterday. Many people come to church and they know God and they're in that relationship with Him, but they're still broken and they're still hurt and they're still beat up and there's time that is needed for you to heal on that journey. Paul says, I haven't achieved the goal, but here's what I do. Forgetting what is behind, I press forward to what is ahead. There, in other words, I cannot go forward if I'm still stuck in yesterday. If I'm still stuck in my brokenness and my pain and my hurt and my sin, if I'm still stuck in that place, I can't go forward. I have to deal with that yesterday. And one of the greatest hindrances to your going into your tomorrow in God is the baggage and the hurt and the brokenness that you haven't dealt with from yesterday. Yes, we can know God, but we can still be dead in disappointment, dead in discouragement dead in offense, dead in addiction, dead in unforgiveness, dead in our trauma, our bitterness, our fear, those mindsets, that habitual sin. We can know Him, but we can, also, but we can miss out on knowing the power of His resurrection to take what God's heart is, is to take those broken, beat up, dead areas of your life and bring resurrection life back into it so you don't stay the same as you were yesterday. You become a redeemed version of you. Isn't that good news, friends? Come on, give God some praise if you want to. And the cool thing that I've discovered is this. God outworks that plan in the context of community. God's redemptive plan and His resurrecting power, we experience it in many ways, but one of the most important ways is in the context of walking journeys with other people. 
I was actually having this conversation with a good friend of mine who we've walked a journey of faith with together for many years, a great friend. And I said to him, I said, bro, you are like, I am a freer version of me because of our relationship. Because we've walked a journey of vulnerability and we've talked through stuff and we've journeyed this thing called faith together, I thank God for you. Because of you and our relationship, I'm a more resurrected version of Steve. I'm not the same Steve I was yesterday. And it's not because we did anything wild and wonderful. We just simply walked a journey of openness and vulnerability in faith together. And through that process, we actually both got better. See, the Bible says if we confess our sins to God, He'll forgive us our sin. But if we confess to one another, we find healing in that process. And I want to encourage you, if you know God today, but you're still not free, then maybe the step for you is to go see the team in the foyer and sign up for a small group and begin to walk a journey with some other people where maybe you might get freer and you might help them to also get freer on their journey. Where do you still need to find freedom on your journey? Because that's the goal. If you know him, the next goal is to find the freedom you need. Find God's resurrecting power to help you move into your tomorrow and not be stuck in your yesterday. I pray that this year you have the courage to get free. I pray that this year you have the courage to experience God's resurrecting power to bring you into a greater tomorrow. The third step is this. He, He then goes on. The third part of the goal is that you'd know him, you'd find freedom on the journey, and then that you would discover purpose that you discover purpose. In every home, most likely in the kitchen, of every person in this room today, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, 90% of the people in this room, this is true. There is a drawer in your kitchen. It's the bits and bobs drawer. In that drawer lives a key, and you have no idea why that key opens. It maybe lives in a container, maybe in a drawer, maybe it's in the garage somewhere. That key has moved with you through house moves. It's gone through seasons of life. It's been steadfast in all seasons. But you still have no idea what door it fits, what key it unlock, what, what, what lock it unlocks. Where does that key fit? You just don't know. But everyone's got one. The truth is, for some of you today, that's how you feel. You feel like, you're like, I, I know that God made me and I know I'm here, but where do I fit? What do I do? What do I unlock? What am, what's my purpose in this thing? And Paul says this. He says the next part of the goal is to know the fellowship of his suffering. What does he mean by that? Well, he means that on one level, as followers of Jesus, as he suffered, we'll suffer. Like there is a, a sharing in the suffering that Jesus went through, but also as followers of Jesus, it means that the suffering we endure is not without purpose. Because the, the ultimate expression of suffering and purpose was Jesus being nailed to a cross, where through the suffering of the cross, he redeemed humanity and reconciled us back to our Heavenly Father. Through suffering, there was purpose. And Paul counts it a privilege to suffer with and for Christ. And what's amazing is that in the midst of Paul's suffering, God is outworking his purpose. And we see the truth of that because most of the New Testament that you hold in your Bible was written by Paul in a place of suffering for Jesus. He was in prison for the cause of Christ, and it was in his place of suffering that God worked a much broader and bigger purpose in the life of Paul. So friends, you need to understand, in every place, 
in every day, in every season of your life, you need to discover that God has purpose for you. And it doesn't start somewhere far off. It doesn't start when you get married or when you turn 40 or when you, when you retire. It doesn't start when you have that thing set up. It doesn't start when everything is good and when everything is smooth sailing and when you've sorted out all the things and the issues and when life is all hunky-dory and going well. God's purpose for you starts now and it's in your Monday. Wherever God's placed you, whoever He's placed you with, in your family, in your business, in your workplace, with your colleagues, in your community, in your church family, there is purpose for you here. The question is, have you discovered it? Do you know what it is God has wired you to do and why He made you the way He made you? Have you discovered that great purpose that God has for your life? And if you haven't discovered it, I can tell you one thing. Next month, we're starting another round of Growth Track. Its purpose is to help you discover yours. And if you're yet to discover what it is God made you for, go on that. It's a great first step to discover the purpose God has made you for. So firstly, you've got to know God. This year, friends, pursue Him, know Him, develop your walk with Him. Then find freedom. Don't stay just saved but broken. Actually find healing for your journey. And then discover the great purpose that God has for your life, how He made you, but also discover that there's purpose for you every single day and everywhere you go. And lastly, the last thing, Van, you guys can come and join me, is this. We then make a difference. The goal, Paul's goal, is to make a difference with his life. And he says it in this way, being conformed to his death. Wow. Wow. I want to know him. I want to know the power of his resurrection. I want to know the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death. Mark 10 says it like this. For even the Son of Man did not come to serve, but uh, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Here's the last part of the goal. And this sometimes is what we miss. As Christ gave his life for me, so now I too die to myself and give my life in service of others to make a difference in the life of somebody else for God's kingdom's cause. I'll say that again. As Christ died for me, so too I die to myself and give my life in service of others to make a difference in other people's lives for God's kingdom's cause. I believe with all my heart that God wants to use every single life in this room to make a difference for Him. I do not believe for one second that God was just like, I'm just gonna waste my time and make a whole bunch of people of no significance and purpose. Not for one second. I don't believe for one second God would exercise His omnipotent power and create you without thinking to Himself, this one's going to make a difference. This one's going to have purpose. And as I look around the room today and I see all these amazing people, and you're on all on different parts of the journey, but here's the last part. I now die to me, and I give my life. Just as Christ gave his life for me, I give my life to serve others with whatever God's given me, whatever God's put in my life, I'm now gonna be a blessing to somebody. There's people in, your, in this church community 
that you can bless and serve and help. There's areas to serve. There's people in, our, in your community, in your family, that God is positioning because he wants to bring them your way so that you can help make a difference in life, to love them, to encourage them, to show them grace, to show them Jesus, to speak into their life and bring hope to them, to expand God's kingdom through those little acts that happen every single day. Because now you know you've got purpose wherever you are, and God's going to bring people around you to start making a difference for his kingdom. I want to encourage you as we go into this year to begin to look for the God opportunities that he's going to bring your way, for the people that are going to be next to you at your university lecture, for the people he's going to partner you up with in group assignments. I hate group assignments, but they might have a purpose. For the people that you work with that frustrate you, for the people that you serve that just need that little extra bit of grace when you're dealing with them. Maybe say, hey God, what, what are you wanting me to do in the midst of all this that I might be an extender and expander of your kingdom in the world that I live in? In just a few moments, that's exactly what we're gonna pray for you for. We're gonna anoint you. We're gonna pray for every single person and anoint you with all because I really believe this year, our heart is that you'd know him, you'd find freedom, that you'd discover your purpose and then you would go and make a difference in this world. And I know that's God's heart for you and I too. And we're going to pray for you in just a few moments. But before we do, if, you, if you'd let me, I want to go back to the first part of the goal. I want to go back to the first part. The part about knowing Him. Because I know that in this room today, maybe there's people here who you've never made a decision to follow Jesus before. Maybe you're here, you don't know Him. Maybe you're on that journey where God is getting a hold of your life and that's why you're here today. I'd love to lead you in a very simple prayer where you could just get to know him today. Start that journey with him. The truth is, friends, God loves you. God loves you. God made you. God has a wonderful plan for your life. We all mess up. We all sin. We all fall short of God's standard. And the payment, the debt that's due for our sin is death. And God in his grace sent his son Jesus to a cross and he died on that cross and he paid the debt that you and I were due and then he conquered death in the grave and he rose again to bring to you resurrection life. And then we get to experience that life He has for us. You get to walk into the plans God has for you. And there's this great promise of eternity in heaven with Him. And if you are here today and you know this is your day to get right with God and to make a decision to get to know Him today, I'd love to lead you in a prayer. Can we bow our heads for a moment? Just all across this place, just bow our heads and close our eyes just for a moment. If you're here today and you're far from God, Maybe you've never made a decision to follow Him or you're honest today and say, you know what, I know about God, I know of God, but I really actually don't know Him properly and personally. Maybe today's your day to make that decision. Maybe you've grown up in church. Maybe you've been doing the church thing for a long time and you realize there's a disconnect between knowing of Him and actually knowing Him personally. And I'd love to lead you in this very simple prayer. I'm gonna pray this prayer out loud. You don't have to pray it out loud. You just pray it with me in your heart. But when you pray it, I want you to mean it with everything you've got. Are you ready? In your heart, just say these words. Say, God, today, I surrender my life to you. I know I've sinned. I know I've messed up. But I believe, Jesus, you died for me. So right now, I ask you to forgive me of all my wrongs. I receive today your free gift of grace. Thank you for forgiving me. I turn from my old life and I turn now to you. Would you come in and be the Lord of my life? I choose from this day 
to follow you in Jesus' name. Just with your eyes still closed and every head bowed, if you prayed that prayer this morning, I'm so proud of you. And I'd love to invite you to do one little thing for me. What I'm going to do is I'm going to count to three. No one's looking around. I'm going to get to, th- when I, and when I get to three, if you prayed that prayer and you want to get to know God today, I want you to be really brave right where you are, and I want you to put your hand up nice and high. Now, I don't, I'm not doing that to stand you up or anything like that. All I'm wanting you to do is take a little step of faith. Put a little bit of action to the decision you made. Once you do that, I'll see you, I'll acknowledge you, and you can put your hands straight back down. We had so many in the first service, so many people wanting to know God. So friends, you're in good company. On the count of three, if that's you today, you're starting a journey today. One, two, three. Hands up nice and high saying, Steve, that's me. Awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you to my left. God bless you. You know, I yeah, right here in the middle. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're awesome. You're amazing. Anyone else saying, Steve, that's me, that's me. Nice and high so I can see it. Fantastic. Father, we thank you so much for what you're doing in this place. I thank you for many people that have just said yes to following you. I thank you that your heart is that the lost will be saved. And those today who said yes to do, yes to you are now saved. Lord, thank you for your grace towards them. I pray that they would know your full, free, and abundant life. I pray they would know the enormity of your grace and the life you have ahead of them. So we bless them now. Thank you for them. We bless them as a church in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, church. we put our hands together for all those people? It's amazing. Okay, so here's, here's what we're going to do. Here's what the next, the next part of our service looks like. In just a few moments' time, I'm going to invite you to stand. I'm going to pray for us. And then I'm going to invite you to come forward. And we're going to have a team of people down the front who are going to just simply pray for you and anoint you with oil. Now, this is an invitation. This isn't compulsory. If, you, if you're not uh, interested, that's all good. It's not a, not a problem. It's simply our invitation to say, we would love to bless you. We'd love to pray for you. That team will just anoint you with a little bit of anointing oil, and then we'll pray for you and pray God's blessing upon you for 2023. If you have kids in kids' programs, uh, in just a moment, you'll be free to go and grab. If you'd like to be prayed for as a family, you're more than welcome to go get your kids and come back and be prayed for as a family. I need to let you know that this is not like really long ministry style prayer. This is like we're going to bless you prayer because there's lots of people in the room and we're going to just keep this keep the party moving. But however, if you would like some more extended prayer, just hang around till the end and our team would love to stand with you and pray and uh, just give you a little bit more time there. But this is just our opportunity to come as a church and bless you and anoint you and pray God's blessing on you for 2023. And then once we've done that, once you've been prayed for, you're free to go. You can head off to the cafe. There'll be no kind of formal close of the service. You'll be free to head out to the cafe uh, or head home and just enjoy the rest of your day. Does that sound cool? Can we all stand to our feet, church? Is that okay? Let's all stand. Let me pray for you. Let me bless you. And as I do, the team who are praying, if you guys could come forward, would be, would be wonderful. Father, I thank you for every single person in this room. Lord, as we walk in obedience to follow after you and seek you and know you and, Lord, live out this call you have for us, I pray, Lord God, that you would bless each one. 
that you'd anoint each one, that we'd go not in our own strength and power, but in yours, that we would know that in our weakness, your strength is made perfect. So Lord, we rejoice in our weakness and we hold on to your strength. Lord, I pray for each and every person that they would know the goodness and the blessing and the leading of God in every area of our lives. Lord, help us to be the church that makes a difference to the people around us, that we would see your kingdom extend and expand in 2022, that we would know your favor, we would know your blessing, and we would know your anointing. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz.